You're now tuned into the Apartment 5B podcast, where we chop it up about hip-hop, R&B, sports, love and life. Hosted by Kill. 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 For creativity, um, I would say, um, you know, just, I mean, it, it sounds cliche, but, but just being being creative, right? Um, there, there's so many MCs who come out and uh, want to do what the next or, or what the previous MC did, right, in, in hip hop, because they see that as, wow, they set, they set stage, that's what's popping, let me do that. Um, for me, creativity is thinking outside the box, whether it be you know with, with, with your rhyme schemes, with your flow, with the, the, the lyricism that you employ, or, or even you know uh, the, the production or whatever the, the case is, uh, you know create you know creativity. You're gonna feel it right away. Wow, that's that's different. That's creative. You know. Um, so then the next one um, for for me, um, you know, for MCing. Uh, I'll, I'll just skip forward to that one, you know. And MCing is is more than just you know the the, the, the rhymes or, or the or being lyrical or, or whatever, right? MCing is you know my control, right? You know, move the crowd, right? As as Rakim said to me, MC means move the crowd, right? So it's com- being that commanding presence on the mic, um, and. And just only, regardless what your style is, right? Um, to me, that's that's an MC whose presence on the mic you, you're going to feel every single time. So you want me to continue, or you, you, we can have Rec do some? Yeah, we'll do Rec. Go ahead. Um, what is your criteria? What what would be your criteria for creativity? Uh, so creativity is a few things. Like you know, you might have your own style that's creative as far as the flow you might have your own um way of of telling stories as far as like how you tell them it could be the same story that someone else has told but you tell it a different way and you're able to do that you know more than once um it could be just your thoughtfulness on the mic um or just what you're rhyming about on a consistent basis 
um so that's creativity for me like puts you you know in a certain sector like when i hear it i'm like oh no he's going over here or she's going over here you know that that's kind of where i look at the creativity like can you separate yourself from everyone else and sound great doing it um and then with lyricism i think it kind of all goes into the creativity as well because you have to be creative to be an elite lyricist um you know witty with wordplay punchlines um you know are you talking about something um you know anybody can get on the mic and make words rhyme but are you are you saying something that is something that we're going to be talking about like on this panel or 15 years from now you know so lyricism um it plays in my mind along with the creativity because i think all of that goes together um you know what's up rel how's it going rel what's good what's good y'all you know, <laughs> thank you for joining busy day busy day yeah, thank thank you you. glad you made it home safe yes ma'am so we are just starting actually um we're just at the at the point where we're kind of defining two out of the categories so what would be creativity for you um and what would be emceeing or lyricism or, or both it's funny um i think in a way they both contain to each other but um you know creativity is you know giving a giving us something um taking risks giving us something that you know we're not getting from everyone you know what i'm saying um attacking subjects at a different point of view that we might not you know what i'm saying like just stuff like that like you know something out of the norm and not being afraid to be yourself and take risks and give us something different i think it's creativity and then um you know lyricism is um you know i think people think lyricism is just the lyrical miracle guys you know what i'm saying that's not necessarily the case you know what i'm saying like um lyricism is putting putting the words together but also being making you be able to envision what they saying and you don't have to be super technical sometimes to do that you know what i'm saying it's a the special ones know how to do it it's a skill to you know I'm hearing words, but I can picture it, you know what I'm saying? So for me, that's why like all of my favorite lyricists um, are really good at that aspect, you know what I'm saying? But then they both can kind of tie into each other, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I would define it. And for me, um, creativity, like you guys said, I just echo what you guys say, is something out of the box, something you don't hear often. Um, that could be an album, that could be a style, that could be a delivery, a cadence, um, something like that, or even just conceptually. Um, and we'll get into that, I think, more when we talk about who we, we put in these categories. Um, and for me, lyricism, um, Rel, I absolutely agree with you. I think it's way more than just the lyrical miracle. How many, you know, words can you spit in in a half a bar? Like, half a bar, whatever. Um, so, yeah, like it, it's definitely um, the only thing I'll add to that is for me, lyricism is thought provoking. Um, so does the MC leave me with a quotable? And does the MC leave me with like a, a holy crap? Like I love that. 
I love that quote. Let me let me rewind that back. Let me just, you know, like let me start that back from the top. Like, what did he say? Or what did she say? Um, that to me is is what a great lyricist does. And yeah, emceeing um is is all of that. It's um again just a little bit bigger than that. So t- for me personally, um how I cr- like my criteria for emceeing is seasoned um seasoned MCs who are able to sort of you know they have the delivery they've got the flow they've got the cadence and they just do that so effortlessly um and kind of draw you in just from their their charm charisma whatever you want to call it it's all of that um so dope what do you guys got for oh and before we start I just want to say um a disclaimer if an MC or group or producer isn't mentioned in a category, it's not to say that they don't belong there. It's not to say that we don't know they're great um, or that we would send someone to go study them. It's just, I think, to diversify the, you know, to diversify the list a little bit. Um, yeah. It would be dope to add, you know, like potential MCs or oh, yeah. um, producers and albums that maybe we don't think about all the time but absolutely belong in in these categories so um with that said eddie why don't you start us off what do you got for creativity what do you got for creativity album mc producer oh wow um so for 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 creation for this three albums three yeah just name your first one or your or three of them yeah um, so, creativity for for MCs, um, I'm going with Pharaoh uh, Monch, um, and 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 one of his albums. Um, shoot, I think all his albums are, are, are creative, <laughs> but um, you know, um, from 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 the stuff with Organized Confusion to his uh, you know solo debut uh, in Internal Affairs. But um, you know, I really like um, what he did with. If I had to pick an album um, of his, I would say between what he did with We Are Renegades or even PTSD, um, you know, switching it up and kind of being a little bit more conceptual, playing characters and stuff like that. Um, um, I also have for creativity, um, I go with uh, Outkast. you know, I think you know they they switch it up every album, um, and, and and gave you something that um, you didn't hear before. You know, both you know Big Big Boy and Andre, right? They they were part of a group, right? But they they were lyric wise, but they both kind of fit lyric wise and style wise. You know, but but they both fit. They both had. Uh, they, they both ended up having their own eccentricities that, that kind of added to the creative quality of, of like albums like you know Aquemini right and, and that would be that that album that I'll put there mm-hmm. um, will, will, will be Aquemini as, as far as you know being their really creative album um, and um, you know Buster Rhymes um, mm-hmm. I'll say you know he's very very creative like you know just, just out the gate you know um his, his his rhyme patterns, like how he used like his his voice, you know, going out there. And um, so the album I have for him is uh, "Disaster." When, when disaster strikes, 
Um, I think that's when he started. Um, it's not my favorite Buster Rhymes album, mm. but I think it's to me it's his most creative. Right, that's when he started um, playing around with his flow and delivery more. Um, so, like his cadence and flow on "Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See," for example, didn't sound like what he was doing on Scenario or anything on the coming. Right, mm -hmm. um, you know he wasn't rah 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 all over that. He got way more creative on that. So. And um, produce. Um, I don't. Know. I mean, like like producers. I, I if you don't have producers in there, it's all good. You're good with the MCs. So like, um, so I'm. I'm not. I, I'm not really sure on, on that side of things. Okay. Um, but um, if if I threw, um, I. Like how he used, you know. So, you know. Break Kwan's album, you know. From the Master Mafioso themes, what he did with ODB's album, you know, that added to the theme of that album, sounding like the gritty raw ODB that he was on the mic and liquid sores and so on so on you know i i, I think uh riz is super creative you know so and you definitely get uh, the, the full spectrum of that thank you for that dj rep one what do you got who do you got for uh creativity so i'm gonna throw a monkey wrench in this one right okay. so for creativity right I got a new MC, newer MC, I'll say. Um, Akeem Ali. So this cat is from Atlanta, and you might have seen him on social media in the last like year or two. He's got this like uh, pit moniker, right? But he's rapping, and I mean like he's spitting to the point you get like, hold up, what? Why? Why is he doing this? Well, I went and I did some research, and I didn't know that he was Akeem Ali. I found him when he was doing this pimp monitor. And when I found Akeem Ali, his actual, just who he came out as, I was floored. I was absolutely floored. This kid can rap, he's creative, and he tells stories in his cadence as he's rapping to the point to where like you have to rewind to hear what he said, play it back, and then they'll be like, oh shit. He's he's he is one of the cats that if he can get a break from a standpoint of creativity, I think he'll be someone who is underrated or flies under the radar uh, until that time. Uh, check out the Roman album, and then check out he has an album called Kimi Casanova. I think it covers the lyricism part, the storytelling, and just um, all around just like cadence and just how he is on the microphone as far as just confidence right and then for my third i gotta throw the uh, apartment 5b fam in there trey lee his glory album i think that is the most creative album of 2020 um it 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 was a cnn live of what we were dealing with actually on the spot he caught it before anyone else was talking about anything 
within that three month window that that March to June he caught it he caught it and 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 that and I've always told Trey that like this is probably the most creative body of work in that short time period of the span um he was able to tell stories witty brag <laughs> and, and and still talk about the everyday dealings of being trapped in your house you know for three months and um it's one of the most beautiful bodies of work i've heard um you know i still tell people you need to listen to this and it's going on almost two and a half years later so um i think from a creative creativity standpoint those three things um, or those three albums are albums that that you should check out that will um give you an understanding like if we were teaching the class like you said I would let people hear those because they cover all of those bases. Nice. And Tracy Lee, I mean, he's he's dope because even Many Faces was was a creative album from the time. Yes. Like yes. When we remember in '97 when that dropped. Like, I don't know a ton of MCs. I don't know any MCs that were doing that mm. kind of concept at the time. Um, Trey's sort of always been pushing the envelope and always ahead of his time. And we're not just saying this because Trey's a you know friend and fam of the show, but um, mm -hmm. those it, his albums are truly and and I mean I've got Trey on my list too, but um, yeah. yeah, his his albums are truly one right. dimension here. Um, yep. yeah. and, and 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 to that point, because you know we're gonna give him his flowers, right? Piggyback off of that is you know I, I feel like albums like that, creative albums like that may not be fully appreciated until later on, right? Because you may be so ahead of your time as far as like the creativity and, and concept, right? Like was was everyone really understanding all the different characters, right? And, and mm -hmm. if you open the liner notes, right, you, he breaks down all the characters and, and his liner notes and all that, right? So all the different aspects of his personality, right? But, you know, people didn't really a lot of people didn't really catch on to that or, or didn't get it right you know they heard the single and they kind of expected you know, may, maybe expected the rest of the album to kind of be that kind of party you know type of hip-hop right mm -hmm. right um rel what about you who you got for creativity all right creativity i got ghostface nice. um i mean it's kind of self-explanatory <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, um, everything about his career has just been creative and outside of the box and just his own thing. And, you know, that's what he's a lot of people's favorite MC out of that out of that collective. So um, and you can go down a lot of storytelling and he's telling stories that are not the typical uh you know, I got into a beef and shot somebody, you know, you know what I'm saying? Not typical stories. Like he he goes into sometimes into like a fantasy land where it's like really a story, like a, a story you would read to a, a child or something. You know what I'm saying? Like like he was never shot away from, from you know what I'm saying, being creative with his music. And I had Outcast as well. Um all of their albums, you know. It just take you in a different place and they were able to kind of like if you go from the first album on they were able to kind of change and change and give you something different but it still be dope you know what i'm saying not many people do that and i have master ace nice. 
Um, yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> you go down his catalog and it's just like creativity. You know what I'm saying? Like concept albums. And then like an album that I like is the, uh, you know, he had the, the, the what was it? Um, I think it was Disposable Acts. No, way before that. So Master Ace Incorporated. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you're talking about Slaughterhouse. Yes, come on now. Yeah, yeah, Slaughterhouse. Yeah, and then, um, you know those, saying, yes, yes. And the, yes. And the gold one. Um, that's that, that fool, like, homie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? His whole career has been, you know, that. And I had three quick albums. Uh, Sticky Fingers album is was super creative to me. The uh, autobiography of Kirk Jones was super creative to me. Speaker Box, Love Below was a creative um, um, double album. And I have many faces because I know at that time that that was I think that's part of the reason why it didn't receive like it should have. It was way ahead of its time for that time that it came out. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people were not really ready for that. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I got. Nice. Um, and for me, I've got um, Outcast, and you guys mentioned mentioned Outcast, so I don't want to, you know, spend too much time on it. But um, like Eddie said, Outcast to me, every album um, had, was something different. And Outcast knew exactly how to push the envelope it, with not only concepts, but just sound with soundscapes and and um their styles and even all the way to their like fashion um andre and big boy were just very different but so complimentary um and i know on apartment yeah. five we, we love outcast we're always talking about how their chemistry was um what a great duo they were so for me um i absolutely um think outcast belongs in this category so much like for so many reasons um and then I've got RJ Payne in here as well. And the reason I got RJ Payne in this is not only because he's one of my favorite MCs currently, but because RJ to me is consistently mastering. Well, he has mastered and he's consistently proving that he's mastered the art of these audio movies that he puts together in the form of albums. So um, my favorite joint is Leatherface 2, which was, um, I think, back in 2017, I want to say. Um, but every but every single one after that, too, like he just released Blood on, Blood on My Chainsaw um, a couple weeks ago. And that is the exact... It's, it's the same. It's different, but... Um, still an audio movie and he does this so well um, that I just absolutely love it and nobody else has been able to do like the horror rap like he can um, and I and I feel like to me that's a lane and that's a creative lane that he's sort of created and mastered and stayed in he knows what works it's just knocks it out of the park every time um, and he's got an album dropping on April 30th too I think and it's I can't I can't wait for that so um yeah, and then for another one, um, actually, I think Eddie touched on it when you mentioned the RZA. I've got the RZA in this category, but for the actual, like, I guess, like, creation of the Wu-Tang Clan in general. Um, at the time, there was, I mean, there were crews, but there wasn't a collective that was put together in the same way that the Wu was, with the same kind of, um, I guess, mindset that the RZA had to, like, 
bring them together as a group, bring all nine MCs together, put them all on an album, a five mic album, um, and, and then release solo um, joints and, and, you know, kind of push their solo careers as well and nurture that and cultivate that. So for me, um, that was just an industry creation that hadn't really existed in the same way. So for me, RZA sticks out in that category um, a lot. So those are mine. Um, who you got for lyricism, for lyricists? And I mean, we talked about what that means. So who you got, Eddie? Um, all right. So uh, my, my, I think all of mine might be um, popular, but uh, I'll start off with uh, the God MC Rakim. Nice. Um, and you know you got to mention him because he, he changed the way people rap. You know, what I mean? he, he took a jazz concept of, <laughs> of of writing and and the whole rhythm, right? And um, you know, uh, MCs weren't really kind of thinking like that, right? And so he came with with a, a very unique rhythm and pattern to his rhymes that was you know. A, Never before, right? And so he, he changed, but but not only that, but you know the his lyricism, right? The impact that he made in in his words, right? The things that he was talking about, right? He was very um, I don't know if he's in this. I, I guess you say he was like more five five percent modest kind of rhymes, right? He he did that, um, you know, but but just in in, in general, right? Um, like uh, you, you know, I got soul. I mean, the um, painful. Like, I mean, follow the leader. I mean, you know, I, I could leave it. You know, what I mean, like, I'm, I'm a belabor the point. So uh, he's my number one right there. Um, and I'm gonna go with the, the Jizza. You know, what I mean, um, as far as uh, a lyricism, I mean, you know what what he did on Liquid Swords. I mean. The way he, he 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 had a lot of songs where it was just him kind of describing the scene for you, and his ability to make it all so vivid is it's amazing. Like I'm 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 still amazed, right? And um, when uh, when Rel mentioned Ghostface, something that I was thinking about Ghostface is not just his detail and his stories, but what he chooses to highlight in the details, right? And Ghostface has that, and I feel like the Jizza has that, right? Yep. So, um, so what? what is it? I think Killer Hills 103 or 4, or when he's talking about a dude who was hiding, uh, he was hiding uh, the, the cocaine in his uh, hollow leg. In his, in his leg, the yeah. Pirate, the pirate limp gave it away, right? So it's like stuff like that, man. He has that all throughout that album and just his, his other stuff too man it is he's just a, a genius lyricist right and the way his his flow and, and cadence he just makes it so unique to himself as well um and then um I, I gotta throw Nas in there man you know Nas is just you know everything right from 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 his his storytelling um to his you know Spitting and and, and and I mean, he he's just a pure MC, and, and you could tell he studied the greats, right? You know, you hear the Rock Hem, you can hear the Kooji rap in him, right? And 
he's he's a student that became the teacher, you know. Um, and yeah, to me, he's you know, if you're teaching lyricism, you gotta have Nas in there. Tracy Lee, JR, I'm so sorry to make you guys wait so long. Um, I am new to the back end of this. I didn't no. even see you guys, so I apologize. Don't worry about it. It's all good. You guys, I'm so sorry. Who are you talking about? I'm late. What are you late? <laughs> no, I'm late. I'm late. Trey, Trey. I love that you guys are here. Thank you so Trey. much for joining. She, she, um, she, Trey, she's Canadian. She, she's going to apologize about everything. That's the Canadian way. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> look, man. I'm late as hell. Like, right. Hey, it's all good to be late. I apologize for making you, you guys late. Um, but... I don't know how long you guys were kind of what you were listening to. Trey, you've already been mentioned. You know how it is here on Apartment Five B. You're a friend of the friend of the show, fam of the show. Yeah, so you are. we appreciate. I didn't even you. know you were showing up. If I don't know, I'd have waited till you got on to give you your flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. I always have to give the disclaimer. It's not because Trey's part, like you know. Hey, fam listen. Of the show. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, before, hey, I, I gotta find out what you mentioned me for first. Oh, like, so, yeah, so, 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 so. Yeah, yeah, I heard so, all so Rec One mentioned sure. Glory. Rec yeah. One mentioned Glory, and me and Bro mentioned many faces. Oh. Yeah, we were talking about creativity, and what I oh. said was, in that three month time span from March to June, you caught it, just you, out mm. of as many rappers in the world as there are. Tracy Lee, you caught it, mm. embodied it, and gave it to the people in due time it was the it was like cnn for us the hip-hop heads mm. the regular the regular everyday people mm-hmm. like you get in, in music form you gave us that no one else has given us that oh, wow it's documented think about it it's documented that's heavy that's you, heavy you you went you went right in the in in in, in wherever you was at in the house and was like all right i'm writing mm. and from march to june you was like hey i'm putting this out now no one else did that that's a problem no one else did that. I don't care who you say you are, who you say you got in the bag with you. This man right here, the, right here in the middle of my screen. <laughs> so I, I had I had to give you that from a standpoint of the creativity and the impact of it because we still talk about it. We still talk about. It. I, I I still throw this joint in my mixes. The cats are still asking me like, "Yo, hold up! I didn't know he dropped something." I'm like, "Yo, that's the homie." Hit, yeah. see, see, see me after this, and I got you. No, no, no. Still pushing folk to the to the to the album on a daily basis, man. One person at a time. That's what it's got to be. And then you know we we're also talking about how creative an album many faces was, but also so far ahead of its time, like conceptually. That I I, I don't think it was as appreciated as it should have been because. It, it went over a lot of people's heads, you know what I mean? Um, and, and, and Braille was, was, was talking about as well. I think Portia mentioned it as well, you know what I mean? Um, you know, it was just such a crazy, uh, creative and conceptual album. Uh, I appreciate it. And I think that's just going to be my calling until I'm no longer here. It's like to kind of push the envelope way ahead before anybody else even catches up to it. And I thought it was you know a fault of mine or something that i needed mm. to correct 
but you know as time goes on it's like that's that's just what i do either you catch on now or you catch on later or you don't catch on at all but right it's not for them this you know what i'm saying so i appreciate it um so we'll just catch up up to speed i'm trey and uh i'm sorry hold on hold on hold on jr i wear a two or three xl Fuck is my shirt, man. <laughs> <laughs> you really came to my neck. I just got on here. Oh, yeah. so you chill tonight? So Listen, I can man. Get, I hey, hey. So then we can do this then. Hey, I need my shirt. Since he mentioned it, I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, y'all, oh, oh God. I'm late and then, okay, I get it. Because I'm going to be about you being. We don't care yeah. about you being late. That shirt is fine. Yeah. Yeah. fine. Yo, drop, drop, drop the link, man. I will support. And that <laughs> color. I hate y'all. Don't even worry. I'll give it to y'all. That color. That color. Yeah, that whole that whole situation. Got something to match with that. Send the invoice. Stop playing. Oh, oh, yeah. All right, I got y'all. Thanks. So, so um, we'll start maybe that's trade. That's the Wu Tang Color Beat colorway too. Sorry. I said that's the Wu Tang colorway too. You yeah, know that's I mean? that's true. Good <laughs> <laughs> yellow. I love it. Um, so Trey, who do you have for who? Which MCs um would you put in the creative? <laughs> category and what does creativity mean to you because we we talked about it we mentioned you know um pushing the envelope thinking outside the box whether that's conceptually with albums or whether that's which we'll talk about concept albums um in another category but whether that's the style of the ms of, of the of the mc or if it's the way that they present their albums or the concepts that they have what is creativity to you and who do you put in that category um, creativity to me is somebody that embodies a style, a way that they, uh, a, a form of presentation uh, that is unique to anything else that you've heard up to that point. You know what I'm somebody that sets the trend and you might see a whole bunch of people copy it after the fact. Two groups or two people that I want to bring to the forefront, I'm going to lump them together, are Tretch nice. and Doc Effect. Oh, I yes. love that you mentioned yes. Tretch. He never gets mentioned. Please and clarify I, I for those who don't know. I love know. Tretch and yeah. I never mentioned Oh, yeah. Appreciate it. Tretch and Doc Effect started a trend. It's not their fault that it became a part of pop culture right yes. it's not their fault they set it off yes. they set it off and had a gang of people rhyming like them shortly thereafter that's just how hot it was yeah. it's undeniable this is documented you can go look it up i don't care what you say these cats like they started a bonfire man and all of a sudden everybody's iggity Right. And everybody's rapping in the way that Tretch raps. You know what I'm saying? The rapid fire, the way he, his cadence and delivery and all that, the way he ended certain bars, the bar structure, like all of that, man. So I, I want to mention those guys first. I'm not saying they're number one on the list, but I don't think, like Rex said, I don't think enough, enough credence is given you know what i'm saying enough glorifying glorify they don't glorify them enough 
And I think that's largely due because it caught so fast in pop culture that, you know, after fact, you know, after a while, and it caught on so fast that after a while, it was like here today, kind of gone, you know, maybe a year or two later. You know what I'm saying? But that's not their fault. They're the creators of the style. You know what I'm saying? Um, another form of creativity is, you know, I, I heard like storytelling. You know what I'm saying? The way you tell stories, you know, Big is a master at that. You know what I'm saying? Nas, master at that. Somebody mentioned Jizzum, that master at that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Scarface, master. You know mm. what I'm saying? Coogee Rap, master. You know what I'm saying? Where you can tell a story and you can get the beginning, the middle, and the end, and it all sounds cohesive. You know what I'm saying? So I want to lump them in that fold nice. right there. You know what I mean? Um, Rakim, creative, first first of his kind. He broke the mold. You know what I'm saying? He's the first of his kind to rap with, with such clarity and diction and science. And you know what I'm saying? I think he comes from the school of Melly Mel, which who kind of broke the mold, honestly. But Rock Kim gave it to you in a way that was, like he said, it was, it was, it, it, there was tones. There's a vocal tone to Mel. Kind of just gave it to you, ah, in your face. You know what I'm saying? Rock Kim gave it to it in a melodic way. You know what I mean? Check out my melody, light up. And how many down. times did? How many times did people try to? tell Rakim to change that because it wasn't what was what, what the style <laughs> yeah. was at the time. It wasn't the, it wasn't the sound that MCs, it wasn't the cadence that people were rhyming in at the time. And he was like, nah, this is, this is me. This is all I'm going to do. And I'm, glad, and, I, and I'm glad he didn't. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't. And, and please, the rap gods, please, please, don't, don't crucify me. Slick Rick goes into this creative space. Come on, man. Nobody was sounding like Slick Rick before Slick Rick. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nobody. Thank no. you for that, right? Um, that's, all, that's all I got. Nice. Um, JR, R&B guru. You can you can do hip hop, you can do R&B. I'm hoping you're gonna do R&B because I'm here to learn from you always. Um, <laughs> so what you got for creativity. If you're gonna go R&B. Okay, uh, yeah, I can, I can, I can go up yeah, the top with it. Um, let us know what your criteria is for, for like if you were gonna tell someone, you know, study these R&B artists for creativity. Okay. What does that look like? Why them? Um, creativity is something that I feel like you're somebody that's kind of pushing the envelope. You're being very different from what everybody is doing. You know what I mean? And that's something very creative because it seems like now in the mainstream we have the same thing and everybody, that's what we're complaining about. There's nobody different. There's nobody cutting, you know, there's nobody, there's no different molds out there. Everybody's the same. You know what I mean? So. If you're gonna start with uh, about creativity, I would say these three it's, that comes off the top: Marvin, Stevie, and Prince. Ah, I can feel like creative-wise, nobody was doing what Marvin was doing in '71. Nobody was doing what Stevie was doing in the '70s, '80s at all. And when it comes to Prince, absolutely nobody was doing what he was doing. Like. This dude was talking about sex in Little Red Corvette, and you weren't thinking about that. Mm -hmm. You were thinking about he was talking about a car. Like, that's what you thought. <laughs> but if you read those lyrics, he's talking about a chick. Like, he's saying this chick is a hoe, basically. <laughs> if you read the lyrics, like, it is. Like, 
Right. Hit much too fast. Right. Like he like, yo, I know this ain't gonna work. Dudes done been there before, but it's Saturday night. What's up? Like, right. But you're not thinking about that. And that's some creative people can't really do that now. Like, like how he was doing it, how he was flipping it. Cause before then he was doing Dirty Mind, which had songs like Head and or he was very vulgar with it. But he was like, all right, I gotta switch this. Cause people are thinking I'm too vulgar. I'm gonna say it like this, even though I'm still am, but I'm still being, I'm commercially accepted. You know what I mean? So to be like that and write like that and be creative, I think those three right there, you want to talk about R&B and creativity, those are the three that will come off the top. No. And then, Rev Lava, thank you so much for joining. It's always nice to see you. It's been a while. What's going on, man? This dude, he's this the coolest man on the planet here. Hey, look, man, you're gonna start doing voiceovers or what, man? You're gonna start doing voiceovers. I read the threads. You gonna start doing voiceovers? Yeah, I need I need that work, man. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. <laughs> I need to do a, an adult cartoon or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could do a great Jamaican. I could do. There you go. Stuff. There you go. <laughs> but, um, hold up, Jr. Real quick, I have to say about Prince. Yes, I have to harken back to our brother Rick James and ask. Um, consider what he was doing, like going to Prince. Mm-hmm. He was, Prince. yes, like, he was, and that's why Rick James. You, you know, I know you know that they had beef over, you know, the, you know, Rick thought he was biting. They right. were, they were around, they were around the same time, right? Uh, not actually. No, Rick was before him. Rick was yeah, before, before Prince. Him. Slightly. Yeah, Rick, not, Rick, not put him, Rick brought him on tour with him. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and he, he started, they started you know, at the same time, but Rick blew before Prince. Right, right, right. He blew, like he blew before Prince. Cause yeah, Prince ain't blow until that second album. Right. He, he kind of blew and people knew him, but he was the opening act for Rick. Mm -hmm. But I could definitely see the similarities. Oh yeah. And that's what Rick was pissed off. That's why mm -hmm. he was like, yeah, I am Rick James, bitch. Like, no, for mm -hmm. real. Like, right. Right. Yeah, I just, just thought about that one, you know. But yeah, he definitely was a, a musical monster. Prince, man. I mean, the ballad of Dorothy Parker, just that song alone. Oh, God. What were you doing? I, I just wish I could have been fly on the wall to see him to wake up. Right. That's a very record. But what was the question? I'm so sorry. Yeah, so I was just about to and tell you. to everybody, I can't really see you. Well, I'll tell you who's here. It's Eddie. No players here, no JR's here. Yeah. Who's that leaning forward in the blue hat? Rel. Rel is yeah. here out of Philly. Salute. What's up, bro? You on your phone, son? You on your phone? Yeah, I'm on my phone. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Uh, you won't be able to see him. <laughs> Eddie, DJ Rep1, JR, Trey Lee, okay. Rel. You, okay, me. okay. What's up, Eddie? What's up? What's up, Brad? Yo, what's good? What's, what's up, good? Brad? We know. We know. I just feel bad. Kill's not here. <laughs> it's all good. Salute to Kill. You know how he's doing. 
Nah, we, we don't mess him. We love him, we love him, but we don't mess him. Yeah, we love him. Yeah, so the question was, um, if you were gonna, I, I mean, I think you're in, in the education um, system as well. So if you were gonna teach hip hop and you were going to tell students or people wanting to learn, um, who to study as a great in various categories, who would you tell them to go study and what do you, what do you define that as your as your criteria? So we're, we're talking about the creativity point right now. So what is creativity to you and who do you think falls within that category? So far we've said um, Outkast, Tracy Lee, um, Man, Eddie, help me out. I forget. Um, Ghostface. I, yeah, Ghostface, Busta oh, yeah, Rhymes. Busta Rhymes. Yeah, so, so, so creativity to me is like, it, it's, uh, it, 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 it definitely has, to, has the, a connection to the most I involved. In, you know what I mean? Um, it's like a, it's, yeah, it's like a funnel system. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's what comes from the most I to you. And you give it to the world. You know what I mean? Um, that's how I feel sometimes when I dance. You know what mm. I mean? Um, especially when I was younger. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could, I could really, you know, really move and groove. Um, it just felt like that to me. It felt like it was just like I, I'm. This is I'm supposed to do this in this moment right now. I'm supposed to give the people this right here, right now. Mm. Um, creativity. That's that's what it kind of feels like to me. I think MCs feel that as well when they're writing around. I'm supposed to say this right here, right now, in this moment. I got to give this to the people. You know what I mean? Um, that's what I feel coming from Tracy Lee's album, from the Glory album. Um, that's what I feel coming from that. You know what I mean? So creativity. That and, and, and he's definitely a brother. I would say that has uh, of creative juices flowing through. Him. Um, I gotta go with my brother Dilla Madlib. Um, um my bro, of course. Um, oh man, um, Leon Silvers, man, the way he creates bass lines, you know what I mean? Ooh, um, good uh, one, amazing, you know what I mean? Um, simply amazing. Um, because he, he, he can do slow music, you know, up tempo, down, you know, slow jams, you know, fast, whatever funk you want, whatever. Disco, whatever you want, four on the floor, however you want, he could give it to you like that, and keep it funky. Um, yeah, um, man, just yeah, just um, shoot, Boogaloo Shrimp, the way he moved, you know what I mean? Um, that's creativity, you know what I mean? Um, uh, I just was watching Star Wars. Rest in peace to to, to King Dead, you know what I mean? Yes. That's creativity, you know what yes. I mean? Because he was he was a he was a DJ, a MC, and a graffiti artist. You know what I mean? And he was one of the few links from that time to this time. Right. That stayed relevant. You know what I mean? Like that really stayed relevant. You know what I mean? Salute to the brothers who came from that time and are still are alive in this time. But you know, he kept himself relevant, you know what I mean? Up until his passing, literally. You know what I mean? So that's that's rare air, rap. That's rare. Yeah, yeah that's that amazing to me, bro. Like he was in Star Wars, bro. 
Yes. Like he was in Star Wars, okay? Right. In 80, 182. Yes. You see yes. me? And now he's he, he up here still getting into drama in 20, this, you know, <laughs> you know blah, 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 blah. On you know? seven and just doing his own thing with it. Like it's a, you're right. It's a the time. Think about the time span, bro. It's Crazy, bro. That's, that's what I'm saying. Years, yeah, man, that's yeah, yo. That was the first thing I thought of. So he, to me, he's creativity. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's that's that. I, that's just a few people I just call up, but there's so many more. Larry Smith. You know what I mean? I could call up <laughs> a lot of producers. You know what I mean? Um, James Brown. The producers category save the producers for the producer category okay you stole, mine. Okay. You stole one of mine i'm gonna stop man. i'm gonna stop i'm sorry <laughs> um, so then we were I, on I, I have my time you know i gotta get to work, work in the morning so i gotta get some sleep in the few so yeah no worries thank you so much for stopping man in. it's this friday man it's friday um i know so next yeah, category kids, yo. Uh oh next category yeah, is need, you need that oh. rest <laughs> Thousand lunch bunches to do. This <laughs> <laughs> P, you got me for lunch bunch. Yeah. Oh man. Like, oh my god. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> so the next, so the next category is um, Eddie, Eddie mentioned Rakim, Nas, and Jizza. Jizza for for lyricists. Um, yeah. So. Define what lyricism is. I think I think we did um, me, Eddie, and Rec. But you guys, um, when I get to you, so Rec, I think we left off with you. Who do you got in your lyricist category? Oh man, uh, lyricist category. Let's see. I'm I'm, I'm on my monkey wrench shit tonight, so I'm going with Skazoo. Nice. Skazoo is a is a modern day uh, poet. He, he is he is from that. That, that that camp of just giving you everything in the album um and and it's it's conceptual and it's a story with it as well as bars um and and i think he has taken that torch and ran with it he is in his own lane and he's in the corner and he can do that very uh, yes yes I, I love the fact that he takes time with his albums he doesn't take a whole lot of time but he'll take those pockets of his life write about him and move on to the next concert like that's very hard to do without backtracking and pulling something else and he's able to take one pocket one piece of it and move into a spot and say okay i've written about that let's go to something else that's 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 hard to do um creativity let's see i think we, we're on lyricism we're on lyricism yeah lyricism. okay Mm, I, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> um, let's see who we got. I'm going with skills, mad skills. This man's mm. able to branch out and freestyle a career. Not that he has freestyled his whole career, but he's known for that. Um, his lyricism, I'm a fan of. He's able to give himself a lane when he was doing that, and it's not a bad issue. It's not a bad thing. Um. Last one. Let's see. I'll go with Bun B. Repping the South. Nice. Mm. Go with Bun. Bun's able Bun has been able to take that at, at torch and run with it with the unfortunate passing the Pimp C. And that's a hard thing to do when one half your moniker is gone. 
and you have to find a new way for yourself as opposed to writing six twelve or six sixteens. You got to write twelve or fourteen to fifteen. Yep. They all got to sound like that's a hard thing to have to fall into when you've never had to do that. And I think he's been able to recreate himself uh, lyrically um, to do that. You know, he's he's a he's an artist that does features like crazy, and I think it's a reason for that. Don't mention correct. Um, Rel, what about you? And define what lyricism is for you. What is um, the criteria and who you put in that category as a great? I defined I defined it when y'all did, but I can do oh, it again. Yeah, do it again. <laughs> um, just basically, you know, when I can hear your words, but envision what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Where you're able to um, put put take the listener someplace else you know what i'm saying they're not sitting in that living room there where you got them at you know with your with your words you know what i'm saying your you know the imagery and and the things like that the literary devices that we use um that we use in life you're able to use them in your lyrics and just you know it's not always rapidly rap lyrical miracle to be a, a good lyricist you know what i'm saying it's how you put your words together choosing the right words to use to, to bring me to a certain place when i hear hear your lyrics and my three are of course i got nas um coming from me that's self-explanatory <laughs> but i mean he's that's that's been his staple since he since he came out you know what i'm saying He's been able, he, he'll give you things that when if you say it, you know where it came from, what song, when it came out, and where you was at when you heard it. You know what I'm saying? There's only the great ones that can do that. I'm going to go in a different direction with my other two. So I'm going to go Razzcast. Um, um, just listen to Nature of the Threat, and then you'll just you'll understand what I mean. Um, that, that song is... Um, I've never heard nothing like that before to be able to put something like that together. And you know, he's throughout his career, he's been, you know, somebody that's just been putting together um, crazy verses and wordplay and stuff like that from the West Coast. And then I'm going to go with Lupe Fiasco. And, you know, um, I know some people don't really mess with him, but if you really listen, listen to his, his albums, like he... He spits like he spits and he um like he has that song murals and murals is just crazy like just like a hundred bars of just <laughs> you know what I'm saying it almost it's almost too much you know what I'm saying but he's another one that can uh you know put your mind into another place and make you envision some of the things that he talks about you know what I'm saying he gets real technical um, real technical with his wordplay and with his selection of, of words, um, and you know he's a, he's been one of my personal favorites since he came out. So that's my three. Nice, thank you for that, Tracy Lee. Uh, define what lyricism is to you, and who do you put in that category? Um, I don't think I can mention any more than what has already been mentioned, but I will say that I think a lot of people confuse lyricism with lyrical acrobats. Mm-hmm. We mentioned that a couple of times, but I like that you're re-mentioning it as well. <laughs> like, 
like you know there, there's some degree of difficulty in and doing the acrobatics with the lyrics and you know as people would call it that you know lyrical miracle whatever but I, I've never been a fan of that because if it's not cohesive and it's not taking me in a direction, right. then I don't, I, I'll stop listening after a while. Like, yeah. where's the direction with it? Yeah. So I just want people to understand the lyricism is not performing these lyrical acrobatic feats. Like, you know what I mean? So in my mind, that's what it's not. The lyricism is something that, you know, you can... I think somebody mentioned it before where it's like almost like reading a book and it's giving you a beginning, a middle, and the end, and it's using select words. I'm a big fan of words. Not using words just for the sake of them, but using words that have meaning into the direction and using different words that other people don't use. Yes, that you be like, damn, that shit sounds fire, but what the hell does it mean? Let me yeah. look it up. Mm-hmm. That's what I look. You know what I'm saying? What that? What? Is, what does that mean? I think I. Or well, if I do know what it means, be like, God damn it, he used that shit. Woo, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and with that being said, I'm gonna go with some of the newer jacks. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, I'm I'm from that. I'm from the the '80s era. But I I, I want to appreciate some of the newer jacks, and they're not new new, but they're newer than you know when when we when we came out. But Ken, Kendrick is a master. And I can't wait for him to go He's a master. Like, yes, sir. He's one of mine. I mean, I mean, the boy is incredible. He just, and that's why people say, look, I don't care how long you take, Kendrick. Whenever it comes, we're, we're here. Whatever. Yeah. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're patient. We know what you do. You know what I'm saying? Um, another cat I want to mention, and, he sat, and, and he's really been on fire lately because I think he feels like not enough people are giving him his just due. And I, and I know why. But you can't take away from his lyricism, and that's J. Cole. He's been on fire lately. You know what I'm saying? On fire. Like he has something to prove, and I like that because he's about, what, 10 years in the game? And he still has that hunger. You know what I'm saying? He still has that, I want to prove myself. So I'm, I'm always, and, and you know, the, the, the lyrics are cohesive, blah, blah, blah. And the third person I want to mention came out shortly after I did. Uh, you know, maybe about four or five years later, maybe something like that. But um, and he actually <laughs> rhymes about the same thing. But he's the best <laughs> rapper of all time. The yes. devil is in the details. I just heard the new album. The devil is in the details. I don't want to hear any other coke rapper but Pusha T. No disrespect, but I don't, I don't, I'm j- I just don't want to hear it. Unless it's Push, I don't want to hear it. Because mm-hmm. he gives you the cinematic. Like, the, he'll tell you what temperature the shit is supposed to be. <laughs> the knob is supposed to be on the stove. And <laughs> the gas, like, you know, what color the stove is oh, and the handle and what it's made out of. And, you know, it's like just when you think I don't want to hear no more coke rap, here comes this guy, and I'm like, I'm intrigued every time. I'm like, this is crazy. Wow. This is crazy. That's the great. devil is in the details. That's lyricism. If you can rap about the same thing your entire career, and I still yes. want to hear it, yes, I gotta give it to you. I have to right. give you that one, Trey. Dope. I gotta give it to you. 
nice. JR, uh, what do you got? If you want to go R&B, you can do, um, I can give you an R&B category, or if you want to do a hip hop, we can do. Uh, you can give me that what? What What you going to give me? The R&B one? Yeah. Vocal range. I'm dying to hear this. Who who would I put there? Yeah, a people? study for vocal mm. range. So who has like mm. the best like ability to, I don't know. For me, I, I love Brandy's voice. I don't know if you would say Brandy in this situation, but that's an example of like a I, vocal range to me. I got or you. Harry or Whitney Houston or somebody like that. But I, I got you because you saying this is kind of like you got to study them and study oh, the range. Yeah. So I would say Aretha Luther and Whitney. Those are the three you need to study. And I feel like with that, you will know who is inspired by all three of those. You know what I mean? So it's like, those are the three. Like those are your master classes right there. It's nice. like- it doesn't get better than that. It doesn't right. get like who where, where do you go as far as vocal range? You know what I mean? Like ain't nobody gonna take a song like Luther. Ain't nobody gonna do a song like Whitney. Ain't nobody gonna do a song like Aretha. So you listen and you kinda wanna see what they doing and makes you wanna do it. You know what I mean? And then you realize you can't. So you gotta kinda <laughs> do something a little different. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? And I feel like, and, and when you say Brandy, I think that she definitely changed the culture too, because I mean, she got her skills from Whitney. So it's like, she realized she couldn't, that, that range Whitney got, she ain't touching. Right. So she like, all right, I'm gonna I'm a fix the range I got, but I'm a master the hell out of it. And right. I think now, these kids now and this generation now feel like you can run all over the place thinking you're doing something and you're not. And they think <laughs> it just runs. She runs and do all this, but that's not what she does. You know what I mean? And that's what they getting confused with these master classes. It's like, okay, y'all seeing Brandy live and she's doing all these runs, but it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like Jasmine Sullivan, she does it and she's a master at it. But everybody think, well, let's do what she's doing, and y'all not mastering what they doing. They took for what they got from the Luthers and the Whitney's and the Fist, and they made it their own. So those three: Whitney, Aretha, and Luther. Period. Nice. Both so, areas. It is. And just for the record, JR was in studio sessions with everybody. I knew she was um, gonna say. I was waiting. <laughs> Fifty till twenty twenty-two. I don't know. The math doesn't math, but it does. So let's <laughs> just. Let's just Clear that up oh, right away. Uh, Graf Lava, who you got for lyricism? What is lyricism for you, and who do you put in that category? Um, based just for the sake of time, I'm gonna go, you know, with what the brothers said, man. Everyone pretty much covered what was said about lyricism in terms of lyricism, especially what Tracy said as well. Um, Trey Lee um, said to it. Um, for me, one of my one of my lyricists is Mr. Elzai from Detroit. That's I love Elzai, man. I apologize. I kind of wanted to start with a, with a master storyteller. Um, and that would be Ricky Walters. Um, mm -hmm. 
Ricky Walters, aka Slick Rick, then Elzai, because Elzai can give you that mastery of storytelling and he can give you that mastery of that lyrical miracle weapon, you know, flow like that. He can give you a little bit of both of those. And then he incorporates the lyrical miracle with the storytelling, which gives you something mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Slick Rick and Elzai. Um, a third one kind of bouncing some folk around in my head. I definitely want to mention Kendrick. He's, a, he's an incredible, you know, lyricist. And Andre 3000. I, I'll say Andre 3000. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Nice. Without question. Without question. Um, and for me, I, I, I mentioned it at the beginning, but lyricism to me is, um, like Ralph said, and I'll echo it, it doesn't always mean lyrical miracle, although that's part of it, too, for some people. But for me, um, lyricists leave me with something. They're thought-provoking. They leave me with quotables. They get me thinking um i i often find myself being like i need to hear that track because i want to hear that quote again what did he just say what did she just say of course 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 could you repeat that because i think that that was something i should have said but you hit it you gotta give me quotables yeah so so these so the the three that i have not only are i mean black thought i've got in this list because i feel like he's the poster child for lyricism and lyrical miracle rap um but the the track that kind of stands out for me always is um concerto of the desperado off Mm. of the um illadelphia album and that one for me is because of the analogies and the biblical references and the like sports reference he's just everywhere and making sense i know kills kills always kind of poking at thought for not staying on track and not making sense for a long time but on that track thought just kills it and and i love the references that he leaves me with i'm constantly like did he really say that like did he do all of that um so for me black thought for sure and i've got tracy lee um on this list and again not because tracy lee's a friend and fam of the show but because that glory album for me is like rex said it's it's a time capsule um and i've said this when i had that as my favorite album um in 2020 but i love like dewy eyes sticks out for me um that made me totally connect with what was going on around everywhere it was sort of that whole album glory album just made it feel like i everybody is going it's like we knew it was a global thing but then when you hear someone talk about the emotions and kind of talk about what is actually going on and all of the stuff that was happening just socially and everything with protests and and pandemic and all of that and then you have this in on wax and you're kind of listening to it i i was left with a lot you know um it's all of that it's like oh my god i need to hear this album over and over and over again so i've got tracy lee and new um favorite of Amir, who's also a friend of the show, but Amir constantly, he is witty, his bars are clever. I quote Amir all the freaking time in every situation because so many of his tracks, whether they're, it's off of 21 grams or whether it's just Lucy's that he's putting on SoundCloud, there is a quotable every single track. 
And every time I listen, being like, nah, he's gonna miss it this time. He's gonna give me nothing. And every time I'm like, no, I gotta, I gotta rewind that back. Um, so I gotta put them here in that category because that is like a quotable treasure chest. Um, so those are mine. Um, next category, we've got DJing and production. So you can do, if you wanna do DJs, um, JR for you, you can do R&B producers, obviously, um, but yeah, DJs and pr- producers. I don't think we need to define it. Um, it's right. just who would you send and who would you tell people to study in that category? Eddie, who you got? So you want me to do three of each, or you want me? To uh, you can do if you if you have three of All each, right. do three of each. Right, do, you, I definitely yeah, do. you can mix them whatever you want to do. All right. So for for DJs, um, I gotta start off with DJ Jazz Jeff. Um, but I feel like yo man technician like from from his print suit to how he innovated with with the turntables right with with his you know different techniques and um you like like he's the complete he, he's he's a complete dj right complete um so uh and then um grandmaster flash i mean if you really talk you know what, what he did with innovation like in, in, in the early days of of, of hip-hop right i mean and he, he was a master, you know what I mean? Um, and I think even he, he, even Jeff, you know, I think the, the teacher and, and student in, in that aspect, right? Um, uh, but yeah, man, um, he, even li- listening back to, to the old joints, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing what he did. But um, then uh, I'm gonna throw a curveball here, right? Because there's so many different aspects of what a DJ does. So I got a DJ Screw, you know, because DJ Screw innovated in a different way. He, he essentially created a whole genre um, off his style of DJ, right? And and the sound of, of a whole region, you know, based on that, right? Um, so yeah, s- salute to him for that. Uh, so uh, for, for production, uh, producers, uh, yo, Pete, Pete Rock, off the rip, man. I love um, it. I'm here for it always. <laughs> you know, and and, and and Pete Rock just just for you know what he did in in, in his heyday, his golden era. You know, what I mean the the classics that he produced. You know, all the artists that he produced for, from with Pete Rock and Seal Smooth stuff to you know what what he did on Illmatic, and you know the list goes on and on, right? Um, but then what he's doing now, you know. What he's doing with Amir, you know, what he did with, um, you know, Sky Zoo, you know, what what he did with Smoke Dizza, what he did with, um, you know, all, all these artists, right? And what he's still doing, um, you know, he's he, he's he's my number one producer, right? Um, right there, um, right right there with him, as as Porsche always says, DJ Premier. Um, you know, what I mean, just um, I think. Even though uh, Pete Rock is higher on my list, I would say that for me, um, growing up in New York, like especially being my teenagers in the 90s, I feel like DJ Premier defined the sound of New York more. Um, you know, uh, no, no offense, right? Obviously, Pete Rock is my number one, but you know, when I hear that that sound, right, the, the rawness, the um, what DJ Premier brought, you know, with, with Gangstar, with what they did with Biggie and Nas and everyone else, right? Um, 
and and the scratches, right? So he could have been in the DJ category too, right? Yeah, that tech, what, that tech that element of what y'all and 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 then I got to throw in my third is uh, Jay, Jay, you know I me mean? because he was an absolute. I think I got the book over there, but uh, I can't reach it. Um, the other time, I mean, he, he just heard he heard music different, you know what I mean? Like uh, the, the samples and his, his time signature, which is what, what the book is all about, right? And uh, innovate, you know, essentially uh, created a whole genre that, just like I said about DJ's crew, right? Um, he created a whole uh, a neo soul, right? Essentially, you know, um, and uh, the musicians who took his production style um, and and ran took that and ran with it, right? As musicians, so you know, it, it's just super amazing what he did. Um, so those are my three. Nice. Thank you for that. DJ Rep 1, who you got for the DJ producer's category? So, for DJs, I broke it down. I broke it down in the technical. I broke it down in the pushing, the culture, as far as turntablism is concerned. And I broke it down in the, like, the ultimate person who's going to rock your party, regardless of age, race, creed, color, whatever you want to call it. So, if we're looking for, like, the all-around, I'm going with Eddie. You got Jazzy Jeff. Like, I don't think there's a setting from the standpoint of DJing that you could place him in and he would fail. He can DJ for aliens on Mars and be good. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's just that's just what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and is he's technical. Like, I know the joke is that he's a jukebox or a robot, but that's just how good he sounds when he's DJing. There's no mistakes, and if he makes them, you don't know. Even mm-hmm. if you got a trained ear, you can't hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, from a standpoint of pushing the culture, this one was tough for me. Uh, but I'm going with Rob Swift. Rob Swift and what he's doing with his whole uh, team. These guys are taking bedroom DJs and making them killers. Mm-hmm. Killers. And mm-hmm. it takes a lot of love for what you do to say, I don't necessarily care about my own situation and what I'm doing, but I love the craft to the point to where I'm going to do this and help others who want that type of help. Um, I've had the pleasure of working with Rob from a standpoint of just training and him helping me on certain cuts and scratches. And when I tell you, if you don't have thick skin, you don't need to call that man. Because <laughs> he cares about, he cares about these turntables over my shoulder. like. If it's wrong, it's wrong, and he's gonna tell you like, no, that's wrong. Let's work on this. this. Is what I see, and for him to be able to do that for each and every individual who has their own individual quirks and issues when it comes to hand placement, scratching, beat juggling, you know what I mean? Like that's a lot to teach thousands of people the ten root movements of beat juggling. Like it's a lot. <laughs> so, right. So from the standpoint of pushing the culture. I'm going with Rob Swift because I, I I love what he's doing. Um, if we're talking about the ultimate party DJ, I'm going with the Kid Capri. Oh, absolutely! I've I've, I've seen absolutely. him I've seen him in in different facets of my life. Absolutely. And he never was playing the same songs. None but that, that. But that energy was the same. 
And, and I knew I was leaving out that joint with a soaked T-shirt, corns on my feet. I knew, I knew, I knew I was dancing the night away off of King Um I've had the pleasure of talking with them on certain podcasts that we do on another situation that I'm in, and the brother is just chill. He love, he loves what he does, man. He, you would think for somebody to be that famous that there might be some airs about him behind the turntables yes but when he's talking to you he's a regular guy and i love it i love it none better those are my three as far as djing production i just broke it up as far as just uh when i think of a certain uh space these are the three people i think of primo dre dilla based off of just where they're from when i think of those things and how they've been able to push the culture of what um production is if i'm gonna start a class i'm gonna i'm gonna start there um as far as from a production standpoint to cover you know east to west nice thank you for that okay. mm-hmm. uh ralph who you got for um, i'm gonna be quick djs mine are I'm is bi- heavily biased, but I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. Jazzy Jeff, Cash Money, Tap Money. I'm going. Damn. Philly all day. Two five all day. Yeah, you know. Philly all day. Coming up with um and my older cousins, you know, you know they put me on, you know, um, so that was like. The people that I was able to be influenced by when I was, you know, coming up as a as a, a young boy in Philly, um, following after my cousins, you know what I'm saying? So I had to show those three loves. As far as producers, man, I'm gonna go with uh Primo for reasons everybody said. Um Pete Rock, listen man, Soul Survivor, man. One of my favorite albums ever man like like you know how hard it is to get all these different mcs like he had combinations that you would never think of you know what i'm saying and they on a song together and it's fire and it's the range is crazy you got the john with uh prodigy and them and then you got the john with loose ends and like i was gonna say that fire. i was just gonna say that yeah like like it's crazy like his the range bro like you get rather unique from az then you get take you there you know what i'm saying it's just mm-hmm. you know just genius and large professor um will be my third man large bro. yeah that's your p that's my guy man um since the main source days you know what i mean stuff he he's done for nas and I mess with extra P heavy and you know, he's one of like he's like the producer's producer. Like all the producers yes. give him props and Primo will tell you that Lodge Pro taught him certain stuff and how to use certain you know what I'm saying, certain machines. So I'm gonna give extra P his love. So that's my nice. three. Thank you for that, Ralph. Love that you mentioned um Large Pro because he still does his thing on IG all the time. Yes. Um, and I love that. So he's still just as passionate, just as into it, just as good, consistent. So I love that you mentioned Large Pro. Tracy Lee, who you got for that category? DJs and producers. Well, Rel, Rel stole a little bit of my thunder going to Philly route. So, you know what I mean? Um, you know, but, but shout out, but listen, shout out to Cash. 
because the, 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 the argument back when I was growing up was who's better, Jeff or Cash? Mm-hmm. Like, you and Cash, Cash was actually my guy back then. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, as time goes on, you know, bureaucracy and all the other stuff. And plus, you know, Jeff, man, he's just a technician, man. He, he, he's got to be mentioned. But I just wanted to mention that Cash and Jeff, they was like this. Mm-hmm. It, you, you, like, you didn't go wrong with whoever you think. You know what I'm saying? But for the purposes of this discussion, I'm going Jeff. I mean, he's the pinnacle. He's, he reigns supreme. He, like, that. he's it. I'm going Ted Capri. Like my man Rex said, nobody rocks a party. Because he's the only one, or he, should I say, not the only one, but he's the king of not only playing those right records, but he'll get on the mic and be an MC, a yeah. true MC, meaning move the crowd, rock the party. His voice, like his, his, the way he, his, his, the sound of his voice, man, you know who it is when he gets on there and you know what's about to happen. And that, and to me, you know, when we talk about the foundation of hip hop, it started with the DJ. It started with that kind of DJ. You see what I'm saying? So shout out to Kick the Freak. So he's, and the third one I want to mention, who's also from Philly, I'm going to go eclectic. I'm going with my brother, Rich Medina. Ooh. Ooh. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. Listen, listen. That brother knows records. Right. He, 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 he goes in a direction that nobody when we start talking about creativity that's the reason why he's been able to build his base he plays what your average dj will not yeah. touch shampoo yeah. on tuesday nights Whoop. Oh, man. Hey. Hey. Okay, I, right. I, found, right, my, right. I found myself in there one night, like, yo, what is this? All right, right. Yeah. That yeah. Man. Rich Medina is in a class by himself. I'll just say that. And if you haven't experienced the Rich Medina experience at any, if he's in a, anywhere near you, please do yourself a favor. That's all I'm going to say. So, thank you for that, Tracy Lee. So, so as far as producers are concerned, I, look, man, I, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with the producers who I want to just do records with. Shout out to D-Dot and OJs. I'm going to leave them out of this, but, you know, they are personal, personal, personal favorites for me. <laughs> but I'm going to lump Primo and Premier. That's 181B. That, they're, they're the double-headed monster. I'm not giving them two. I'm cheap. So, Primo and Premier. Doctor Primo and Premier are the same. Yes. They're not the same, but you get it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's almost like the Cash Jeff argument. Like, uh, you know, what you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Primo, oh, you Primo. Talking about Pete and Primo. Yeah, Pete and Primo. What I say? Primo. You said Primo and Primo. I'm, I'm bugging. Yeah. <laughs> Pete and Primo. That's, 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 that's a bit of this, man. There it is. <laughs> Pete and Primo. I love Pete and Primo. Uh, Doctor Dre, of course, and then. Pharrell, man. Pharrell, Pharrell, Pharrell. He does it all. Leave it there. I'm I'm going to go to bed, y'all. Y'all be blessed, man. I got to get up. Thank you so much, everyone. You're up in my producer category. He won't be here to hear it, but you will be mentioned in my producer category. I just want to know. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate you. And again, not just because you're a friend of the show, but because you deserve it. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. But I would would say, 
Real quick, just to keep it short and sweet, my three DJs would definitely be Jeff, K, uh, K Capri, and I would do the two-headed monster for the rhythm scratch with Pete and Premier. Um, they would like highly scratch to a beat. You know what I mean? Super funky, super like they they make it an instrument. You know what I mean? Um, well, uh, if you listen to real quick, if you listen to jazz thing, it's uh, it's the version that starts off with this cool in the gang sample all the way through. He's scratching all the way through that record. He's doing a a, a transformer scratch all the way through that record. But you have to oh, listen real close. You're, you're, I know what you're talking about the interlude crap. We're doing that through the whole record, you know what I mean? Um, but um, and my producers would definitely be uh, Dilla, Madlib, and Pete. Mm. Yeah, because mm. Pete will give you mastery of the machine, and then Dilla gives you mastery of the machine, and he creeps into instrumentation, and then. Madlib gives you can give you full instrumentation and machine mastery because mm -hmm. Dilla could play drums. He knew how to play drums, and I think he played the cello or something like that too when he was younger. But he knew how to play drums. That's what's up. Love the list. Thank you so much, Rap. Yeah, that was. Y'all be blessed, man. Love always. Yeah, you know, uh, kill no, no, no. brother. I know he's not here, but he will, he will be there. So yes, um, no doubt. Y'all be blessed, man. Enjoy your weekend. You too, right, right, right. right. And if, if you know anybody who need a, a good Jamaican on their adult cartoon, holler. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out in the air. One of my buddies does a cartoon called Roach Motel. He's, 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 he's yeah. the DJ, DJ for 85 South Show. Okay. I, will out, I will reach out to him and see if that's an idea. I'll get back to him. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to do it right now. Peter the rent. Peter the rent. You know, later. Okay. Um, <laughs> JR. JR. Who do you got? Perfect. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. I think, I've been waiting on this, Jr. I've been I, want, I know there's three, three, three that people talk about, but I want to kind of name three people that don't get the respect, and then the three people that normally do. So Yo, hold on, say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you do push, can I, can I, can I do an audible here? Can yes. we get, we can we give Jr. three writers and three producers? Yes, of course. Three writers, three producers. Jr., you're up. Okay, you're three writers, three producers. Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as producers, it's going to be Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Um, it's going to be uh, Gamble and Huff. And then it would be... Here we go. Here we go. Oh, my God. I'm not going to put my favorite in there, but uh, I'm going to say Quincy Jones. Nice. I knew you were gonna say. I knew Q was gonna get mentioned. I knew. <laughs> I was gonna say Quincy Jones. You hit a home run. Yes. And uh, as far as writers, um, I'm gonna say uh, Smokey Robinson. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna say uh, Leon Huff and Linda Creed. Mm. And. Uh, 
some of the, just for people who maybe aren't as familiar, what are the most uh -huh. notable tracks that they would have written or that people should go listen? Um, any, it, okay, with Linda Creed and, and, and Leon, uh, and, uh, what's his name? Shoot. Leon Hope. Yeah, huh? uh, yes. Um, any of the stylistics, um, uh, Linda Cree and, and they wrote The Greatest Love of All. Oh, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, and then you got, uh, who did it? Who else did I say? Yeah, I'm from on this too. Yeah, you said the stylistics. Uh -huh. said, I mean, can, can we safely say, you know, a lot of that Philly International, you know, uh, 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 uh catalog? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I wanted to, because the reason why I said I wanted to name three people that don't really get, I was going to say Kashif. I was going to say Leon Silvers. And I was going to say that actually changed it, actually. But I mean, he gets his due, but you got to give it to Teddy. As far as R&B anyway. You know right. what I mean? You have to. Like, yeah. you cannot not. You know what I'm saying? Because I already said Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, but. And Riley. Damn, Teddy Riley. You got you got to give them that. You know what I mean? And that was those. And then the writers, I wanted to say, I wanted to say Dave Hall. I wanted to say Brian Alexander Morgan. And I wanted to say Devontae Swing. Those are the three people in the 90s that people do not talk about that actually changed the game before everything they kind of came after the baby face the teddy and all that and they kind of changed everything in the 90s to where it went and everybody seems to completely forget about them and go to timberland pharrell all mm -hmm. of which is fine but you had those those guys dave hall was producing for everybody writing for everybody brian alexander morgan was writing for everybody i mean for everybody and of course Devontae and if it wouldn't have been no Devontae it wouldn't have been no Timberland so right there you go there so there you no go there. there you go there thank you JR and no Missy Elliott either so. yes. that that right that part that part um and for me for DJs and producers I'm just gonna put all of them together um, I got DJ Premier and Pete Rock. They never get separated. So whatever yeah. category one is in, the other is <laughs> right there. They're joined for me. Um, I got Jay Dilla and I got Grap Lava. And the reason I put Grap in this um, list is because Grap is one of those like hidden gems of production. He has his hands in production where we don't even know it was Grap. So a lot of times um, people will say, oh, my favorite Pete Rock produced track is Half Man, Half Amazing. And we're like, uh... But rap actually. <laughs> um, so these are these are the kinds of things, and you only ever know this if you get rap talking about it, because he doesn't really put it out there. Um, or if you're really deep into the liner notes, or you're reading about it, that's when you're gonna get it. But rap is kind of like that hidden sort of gem mm. behind the scenes. Like you, he has done stuff and added stuff that he's told us on on previous apartment 5b episodes that you know he was the one who added drums to this or, mm -hmm. or you know kind of fixed this or heard it and then added this sound and polished this up and that's rap so for me um you teaching like, me something you teaching me something you know yeah, like, get rap talking about it because he'll tell you he'll be like he'll tell you. i was there when yeah. this happened and i was wow. the one who suggested you know and and even though he may not get full production, like co-production credit, I think Grap has that 
ability, that ear, that, um, you know, the, the knowledge to do the production as well. So for me, um, I got Pete Rock, Primo, um, of course, and Jay Dilla and Grap Lava in that category. And, then and, the- and, and, and that sounds at Mount Vernon is fire, yeah. man. There you go. Mm. There you go. So, um, and then the last category is going to be concept albums. So, which Jr. If if um, there is such a thing in in R and D, if not, it is. <laughs> oh, good! I'm so excited to oh, hear. Oh, never die. No one off the top. All right. <laughs> no. Um. So yeah. So you can name one. You can name three. What? what however many you've got. Um. Obviously, between one and three. <laughs> Let's keep it shorter. Um. Eddie, what you got for concept albums to study? Like, as in the concept was executed very well. Um, this is what you you kind of have as an example of what a concept album should be. All right, um, I gotta go with um, Master Eight. I mean, Ma- Master Eight's got concept albums up and down, but up and uh, down. Uh, up and down, but. Uh, I'll just say uh, a long hot summer, man. Um, that one doesn't you know, get mentioned as much as disposable mm-hmm. art does. Right. So right. I, like I mean, yo, like you, you, you could pick, you pick any a, anyone uh, out of even his newest stuff. Uh, was the one with Marco Polo of Brooklyn Story? Yeah, Brooklyn Did, that, Story. Dope album. Yeah, like he just that that's his lane. You know what I mean? And 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 sometimes. Um, he, he does it so much. Sometimes I want to hear him kind of just just rap. Sometimes, right? You, you know, just to kind of hear it. But um, you know, but but it's just so dope. So you can't, you know, man. You can't front on it, man. He's he's a master at that. Um, then I gotta say uh, Kendrick. You know, what I mean, um, yes. And um, you know, good good kid, Mad City. Yes. You know, I know to Pippa Butterfly also a concept, but uh, you know, Good Kid, Mad City, man, I think it 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 caught a lot of folks off guard. You know what I mean? Um, you know how how he how he executed that, and um, you know had like he had Section Eighty, which actually had chapters. You know, anyone who's heard this Section Eighty, I think some people called it a mixtape. It, it was actually an album. Um, prior to you know, it's prior to his major label debut. But you know, e- even though Good Kid, Mad City didn't have chapters like that, but it felt like it, right? It it, it had the you know beginning, middle, end told the whole story. You know, what I mean, it had the suspense, um, all, all of that, right? You know, damn, what's what's, what's going to happen next? You know, what I mean, and uh, you know, t- tells the story about where he's from and and actually like has a moral to it you know what i mean it, it, it teaches you a, a lesson all that you know what i mean so very dope you know conceptually and all that um and then um i don't man a, a left field one i go with the minstrel show by little brother you know nice what I mean? nice um <laughs> great thing like a lot of people don't think of it in 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 that way right but but it, it all is right and you know whatever you know one side is right the whole underlying concept of the whole title of of the minstrel show right and and all the skits that tie in that uh you know prove that right but then uh every song and 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 the interludes and all that um 
just super dope well well executed man um you know love it love, love what they did and and and, and seeing on that album was was amazing too nice thank you for that eddie um dj rep one what do you got uh, so the first album I'm going with, concept-wise, we're talking about Mad Villainy, Ooh, uh, Doom, and uh, my bad, excuse me, uh, Mad Lib. I think that album is top three when we're talking about concept albums. Um, it just, it's, it's crazy. Uh, next one, and I, I'm sitting here trying to figure out which one I want to talk about. I'm gonna talk about sitting on Chrome, Master Ace Incorporated. Nice. Mm. Um, I don't think people caught it. I don't think people caught it. They missed the first one. He threw a second one at you, and you still missed it. <laughs> like, like his concept albums, he's made a career of that. Yes. And and we talked about it on this show today. Like for some reason, it just keeps going over people's heads, and they're just missing it, dismissing it. That's the ace got to be spoken about a little bit more when it comes. Yes, to he does, man. Yes, he does. I mean, absolutely. Sitting on Chrome was crazy, and the fact that it it was it didn't get the budget or the play that I thought it should have got. Just as a fan, I wasn't happy with that. But that's neither here nor there. We're not talking about that today. Uh, and last album, Daylight Soul is dead. That is, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that is one of the pillars of conceptual albums when we're talking about uh, a concept, skits, and putting all of those things together. So uh, those are my three. Nice. Good choices. Uh, Rel, what you got? Um, Conceptual. I got many faces for my nice. first John. Um, like I said earlier, <laughs> like... <laughs> Like the time that it came out, like even I was like, damn, like this is something I ain't really never seen before. The 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 different um like the the characters, the fit, the type of song, you know what I'm saying? Like the way that John was put together was just and then like I like the the booklet because you get to see, you know what I'm saying? And I just think you know, if that would have came out at a different time, it probably got the love that it deserved. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because for me, like, I was going to get it because it was Philly. I was going to show love regardless. But when I got it, it's just like, if you thought you were getting the theme all throughout the album, then you was sadly mistaken. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got something. Yeah, you, you, you got something. Yeah. You got something totally yeah. different. You got something. Matter of fact, Lee, he was like, you know how people do, they, they they see a single and they like, oh, this is what it is. And then you get the album, you're like, oh, it's much more than this. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? And I think, I don't know for sure, but I think it kind of influenced some other uh concept I know, I know for sure i know for sure yeah so like i um i think the uh another i think the sticky finger joint was was uh mm-hmm. was good mm-hmm. but I, I feel like it might have been influenced by that as well you know what <laughs> i'm saying i think he might have listened to a couple albums maybe yeah, talked to yeah. a young individual by the name of tracy lee yeah, prior man. to no 
I mean, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, the the FCs. It's a it's, it's a small community. They it, it got hurt. Trust me. So you know, and then you no know, all love. And then I got a slept on John. Um, I don't even know if a lot, uh, but crew the dirty thirty. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Pronto. Yeah, when that John came out, that the whole idea of that album was was cool, man. Like, um, and it, it it's another one of them. During that time, man, like it was so much like dope classic stuff that if you put out something that's just dope, it it might get overlooked. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's. That's I think that's what happened with an album like that. Like I can go back and listen to it now. I'm like man, this was fire. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But you know, sometimes stuff just kind of gets overshadowed by you know by the times. You know what I'm saying? Like because it's, if it would have came out like like when something dope come out now, you know it ain't a whole lot of dope stuff coming out, so it won't stand out. But if you come yeah. out in '97, '96, '88. Me too. Like it's classics being like it's timeless classics being put out. Like you can get lost in the sauce. I think like Crew's album. Like I think that happened with that. You know what I'm saying? So those are my three for the concept albums. Nice. I, I, I love I love the mentions. Uh, Tracy Lee, what you got for your the three concept albums that are should be studied for concepts? I mean, since we're on the Masters theme, man. My favorite out of his catalog, I mean, he got a lot to choose from. But uh, my, my hands out favorite, favorite got to be the falling season. Mm. The falling season is, that's just a, that's like, you know, as an MC, right? I, I you know, I listen with a, with, a, with a little different ear. I listen for folks that, you know, I, I, it's almost a little envy in there. Like, damn, why didn't I think of that shit? When I heard the fall season, this motherfucker's taking you through high school and all that shit, and the details and that, and how yo, it's, it, it took me right back, to, like right back to high school. But his shit was, you know, he was in a a, a, a non gentrified area. It was an all white area, so you're going through the whole social and prejudicial impact and all that. It's it's just so crazy the way he just. It's it's like you just close your eyes and you listen. It's like you read a book, man. Falling season, um, which brings me when we see the gentrification. Let's let, let let's take let's talk about all the brilliant things. Yes. Tazu. Nice. Let's bring it up to date. Masterful job, guys. Yes. Masterful job. You know, touching on a on, on a hot topic. You know what I'm saying? In the middle of a pandemic. Right? You know what I mean? Um, you know, Skazu is one of those guys. Again, one of the elite writers one of the elite lyricists that we have in, in, our, in this time, you know what I'm saying? And, and he just he just captured, you know, what's going on in Brooklyn, what's going on in New York City, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, touching on that topic, man, and, and illustrated it so well. So, And then the third one, I think, you know, we mentioned it, you know, Rick, or Fruit, or, or Eddie, or my, uh, Good Kid, Mad City, I think it was Eddie. Who's Eddie? Good Kid, Mad City. Kendrick is one of them ones, man. Let's 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 not play around with this guy. Man. Right. He's one of them ones, man. 
Yeah. He's the elite of the elite. Like he's he never one of the same album twice ever. Okay. No, no. And, and that's something like yeah, no. you can bet on that one. No, <laughs> on that. he's the elite of the elite. Like he's Agreed. one of the ones. So Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. Don't 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 albums be mentioned. Jr. What you got? I'm so um, Please, for the love of God, put Boyz II Men in there somehow. <laughs> As a concept album. <laughs> Let's call one of her albums a concept. Portia, is is simping a concept? <laughs> oh wow! Wow! wow. <laughs> they are making it happen. Come on! Anyway. Uh, all right. Um, I know one he gonna mention. I know one. Um, when you talking about concepts, shoot, I can go any way with who you think. Um, I'm gonna start with what's going on first. I'm gonna go there. Yeah. I'm gonna go there as a concept first. You gotta, you know, when you listen to that, that's we all know here. Like you listen to that from beginning to end. He's you. Every question after every song is like, damn, that's what's really going on in the world right now. Like after every one of those, you know what I mean? But. I think the next one will be here, my dear, for sure. Yeah, that's the one. That's, that's the one. one. That that that's the concept. If you want to know what a concept album is, there listen we go. here, my dear, and you know, like you in the courtroom with Marvin from the beginning of the relationship to the end, and right. it's like if that is a concept album right there, like that's a masterclass of it. Your personal life and putting it into music, there it is, right yeah. there. So that's two. And a lot of people, for me, I say hearsay by Alexander O'Neill. Wow, um, nice. That was, nice. that was actually before because everybody tried to go to like Janet Rhythm Nation is the one. But Alexander O'Neill album is a concept. If you listen from beginning to end, they're at a party, they hanging out like it's, and it takes you through there. And I think Jimmy and Terry started with that and was like, all right, if this works, we know what we can do with Janet now. You know what I mean? So I don't think Alexander O'Neill hearsay gets a lot of props for being a concept album, but if I had to say that, it would be what's going on here, my dear, and hearsay by Alexander O'Neill. Can I mention an honorable mention in the R&B category? Is it going to be Boyz to Men, Trey? <laughs> hey, man, close, close. Okay, okay what close. you got? One of the founders, I mean, no, the founder of Boyz to Men, Michael Bivens, and he heartbreak. Ah, I got you. Yep, yep. That's it from beginning to end, man. I'll take it. That's close enough. She said that's close enough. You know, I try to find like any sliver of a loophole so that I can see (laughs) and I just couldn't with boys to men. Like they got nothing. (laughs) They got nothing for this category. But anyways, thank you, Jr. Um, For me, uh, for concept albums, I mean, we mentioned. Nasta Ace, I won't exhaust it, but everyone knows I'm obsessed with dis- disposable arts. Um, I think Master Ace, like Eddie and um, Trey and kind of everybody said, is just has that lane, knows how he's, you know, knows how to do it, does it very, very well. He's mastered it. Um, so I'm going to go with um, Dire Kirk Jones, um, Sticky. I love that album. Um, I think it's, it's a very well executed uh, concept album but when I mention that I do have to mention two um Tracy Lee 
point, so many faces and Glory, because to me, those are both um, concept albums. Glory has, like where Glory's concept is, is in in the whole of it. So it's not only is it a um, album, followed by videos that bring to life all of the tracks that Trey drops, you know, it's on his IG, I think it's on his YouTube channel. Um, but then also there's a there's a book that goes with it as well. So it really is this full experience of audio, visual, literary, and it really brings it all together. And if, and if you don't have all of them, you're really missing out on, on a piece of it. So get get it Trey will will advise us where to where we can cop these um you know these joints but many faces and glory again those ones are hand in hand for me even though they're years apart, apart from each other um and of course uh prince paul's prince of thieves um Ooh. that one again i i love um Ooh. very well executed concept and and that kind of goes hand in hand with diary curve jones as well they're they're sort of like you know synonymous with each other but those are mine um, go ahead, Ralph. Can I, can I say something? Glory to me was therapy. Yeah. We were in a oh, tough time. Yeah. Uh, we say were, it, Ralph. You know what I'm saying? We was stuck in a house and dealing with all the social issues going on and people losing money. And we were in a tough time. And like it was like therapy for us um, being locked, you know, locked in a house and you know what I'm saying? Like the timing and the subject matter. It, 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 yeah, I think Rec was 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 you know mentioning that like that time frame and just when it came out and it just was it was therapy for us, man. So that's that's how I look at Glory is like therapy, like you know what I'm saying. Like I remember when everyone was posting, um, you know, news clips, um, news like a video clips of the protests that were happening and the only song that was being put on those was changes by tupac i was like where where is the current like when did Pac release that why are we why is that all we've got you know what i mean mm. um, and then here comes glory and it was just such a i mean i love tupac you guys know that um I, i'm never ever going to complain about about a tupac trapping on anything but it was such a breath of fresh air to have an updated version of what was going on as well although changes is still quite relevant um, glory really captured what we were all going through and you know just just like rel said i mean and, and rex said it was like cnn for us um and well, I, well, well, well I, I will say this and, and and this may sound like blasphemy but because of what you said you said an updated version of what was going on like essentially it's the hip-hop version of what's going on right mm. Right, and mm. you know what I mean because mm. you know uh, uh, what 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 Marvin was doing, right? Uh, kind wow. of detailing, you know, everything that was happening. You had that same feeling, right? It's the what's going on of the pandemic. Right, exactly. Can I can I just say something real quick? Listen, I, I study, you know, great music all my life. I've been studying it. I'm, I, I try to master the craft as, as, as best as possible. I try to use my God-given talents. And, you know, I, I believe in what I do. But it's, it, it, it just adds extra sauce when you, when I believe it, but then people receive it in the same way that I believe it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just want to thank y'all, man, for, for not only receiving it, but regurgitating 
all of the things that 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 I think I feel when I make, you know, my music, man. And, and I don't take it for granted. You know, it's just, you know, it's just it's, it's just a blessing to hear it. You know what I'm saying? At times, especially from people that you know are very knowledgeable about the music, that listen to the music, you know, that listen to all kinds of music. And um, you know, it, it, it like I said, it just it just it, I just don't want it to just be just some water under the bridge thing where I'm hearing you you know give me the flowers and the accolades and I don't appreciate it. I really really pre appreciate it because I put the time and the effort into making sure that it's received the way that you, you all are receiving it. So thank you, I thank appreciate. You. And again, Trey, just again, a story to add again to that note um, is I, I really believe that there's something to be said about um, MCs and, and artists that either are from, you know, the, like the golden era, I would say, or like, you know, the, the mid 90s, the 80s that that put the care and attention and quality into their work and don't just put out album after album and, and sacrifice something at some point. Um, I, th I think there's something to be said about that, and I think that when that due diligence is is kind of met, then that's how it's received. And I feel like there are some current artists, and I'm not saying there isn't, um, but there are some current artists that do study from those people, um, from those MCs from the past, and do the same thing. They really right. they care. They they make sure the quality is going in. I mean, Kendrick's an ex is a brilliant example. He gives us, you know, an album every few years and lets us digest it we want more we want more and we're happy and he puts the, the time and the effort into making good quality music so um that's you know that goes that's again a, a testament to you and your work ethic and your quality trey um i really appreciate it and, and thank you and i know you're never going to stop creating so we're excited for everything that you have upcoming and any future albums that will be dropping again apartment 5b is here for for all of it Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Any last additions or anything to mention? Go ahead, Eddie. Yeah, so uh, since uh, I had a couple more categories on the list, I'll please do them okay. um, for, for MCing, because I think that was one of the ones that was on the list. Sure. MCing, um, I think, I'll be remiss, if, if I didn't start with Karis one, I nice. mean, absolutely Karis one, uh, but, but some, some uh, uh, additional that I have on that list as well, along with them. Um, I got Ice Cube, you know, just, you know, his, his command in life. You know, and that's to me an MC, right? You know, commands the mic, commands the listener, right? You, you feel him, hear him, command the crowd, right? So, um, uh, along with commanding the crowd, you know, man, I got LL Cool J. Mm. Um, and I got Chuck D, you know, with, with, with that voice, you know. So uh, those are my four. And then uh, for sequencing, I, I just want to mention one album. Sure. This is uh, probably my favorite hip hop album of all time. And I think it's because of the sequencing that that makes it even that more great. And that's Midnight Marauders uh, from a track called Quest. Yeah. That sequencing is absolutely flawless. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. And just, um, just a as fact. a note, the reason I didn't mention MCing as a category was because we mentioned so many MCs along the way that I just thought 
just in the interest of time that we would, um, you know, omit that one. Um, just because we mentioned a lot of MCs that were super great, but thank you for for adding that. And if there's anybody else that wants to add to the MC list, go I want to add. I want to add. I want to add a traditional MC, a traditional MC, and that's Dougie Fresh. Nice. Mm. Okay. Like mm. yes. he, he rocks the crowd more than anybody who probably just named the name. Man, listen, listen, listen. And, 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 and and he ain't he ain't lyrical miracle on you to nope. death, but you're gonna be that mug. He's an MC. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and, and and as far as uh sequencing, I want to mention my favorite album of all time, favorite hip hop album of all time, America's Most Wanted. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. Sequencing, yes, good one. Concept too. I don't even know how we missed that. And one. concept, right? That's my that's my favorite album of all time. Man, man, oh Not man. Even when I say that, but that is my favorite album. Oh, man, do you, do you got anything to add, Rick? Uh, nah, I, America's most. That was yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that job is crazy. It don't matter how old you were, you, <laughs> know, you know where you was when you heard that out. Just Bro. because it wasn't mentioned doesn't mean it's not great. We just Bro. wanted to diversify Bro. the right. category because no, it'll always be. It takes a nation. It'll always be. You know the same. Um, the same albums. The same. Low so in theory, I, Midnight Marauders. Yeah. 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 Great nice. show, you guys. Um, tell yes. them, tell them where they can get at you, Eddie. Free styles, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, you get me at uh, uh, on Twitter, Eddie the Eighty on on Instagram. Um, free styles, freestyles.com. Um, you know what I mean? Um, I I've been taking a little hiatus, man, but 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 I'm gonna get back into it, man. You know? We're waiting on you. But, waiting but it's all good, man. It's all good, man. Yeah, man. But uh, I'm still here, man. I'm still enjoying the hip hop and, and and the culture, you know. Yes. DJ Redman, can they get at you? Where are the shows? The radio oh, shows. Man. You've got a lot going on. Yeah, <laughs> um, going on. I, ha- I I have to apologize, but I needed a vacation because the next eight months or so are about to get stupid. So I needed to kind of rest up for what's about to happen. Um, Twitter. At DJ Rec One, as you see it below me, Instagram at DJ Rec One N E. Um, I have two shows on Mix Show Radio Wednesdays, 9 a.m. Foundation, and I just got added for another show Wednesdays, 3 p.m. So I'm gonna do two shows that day. I'm just trying to, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out the second, the second iteration of it and what it's gonna be. Um, so I'm doing that now. Uh, Twitch. I will be back yeah. this Sunday, um, seven yes. seven p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, the schedule will be up, and it's gonna stay up, and we're gonna be back on it. Um, if you got a minute, jump on, download the app, yeah. just listen. You don't necessarily got to participate, but it's, come it's, be. it's a fun time, man. It's, I, a, I fun think time. it's a fun time. It's a fun time. Yeah. Come, 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 be with. Um, and all of my mixes, I am uh, pushing those to mixcloud.com, DJ Rec One. So if you need a mix or you just want to listen, all of my mixes will be on that format for download or for streaming purposes. Get ready, cause uh, it's about to be an event for 2022. Trey, I gotta get, I gotta get with you when we get done, Trey. Let's go. Let's go. Rel, where can they get at you? Do you do you have the merch yet? The T-shirts? What's going on with that? 
uh, I've been on my Eddie and Rhett time. Like, (laughs) I mean, yo, I mean, listen, listen, I mean, so just taking care of a lot of, you know, stuff, man. I just kind of, you know, and then I'm back in the lab. So that kind of been taking up. Right. So, um, yeah. And look, man, um, I ain't gonna lie, man. I got some shit. I, yo, like these past couple, now listen, 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 listen. These past couple, these past couple days, man, like just been eye opening, man. Like, I got some, y'all, you'll see, man. I, got shit. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Talk your shit. Yeah. Talk but, your uh, shit. Uptown Rail 215 on the gram. J 215 on Twitter. And yeah, that's it. Nope. Uh, Tracy Lee, a lot going on. You've got um, Hip Hop Don't Stop by Lori, Lori Nelson Lee. Yes. Um, Lori, still. Where yes. can you get all of it? Everything, anything. Oh man. Um, YouTube channel. Yes, yes. Everything. Um, everything. TracyLeeMusic.com. T R A C E Y L E E Music.com. YouTube at Left L L E F T TV. That's Left spelled with two L's. L L E F T TV. You know, but I'll stop short of there. You know, of course, Instagram at TracyLeeESQ. But we are cooking. As we mm. speak, mm. and we will be dropping in 2022. Mm. I'm just going to drop the music. I'm not giving a date. I'm not giving a time. I'm just going to drop, and you will only get it exclusively through me. I'm not going to Spotify. Yes, I'm not going to the title. I'm not going to any other show. But through me, period. Word. Subscription, streaming, and you know we're in the in the process of building it, but we're basically building a subscription a subscription page through the website where not only will you get the new material, but I'm sitting on about 400 records, 500 records that you've never heard before, from back then up until now wow. that we will constantly be dropping on the subscription page through my website. So you know. Wow. We're, We'll, we'll make those announcements when time is good. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's what we got going on. And yo, if y'all in this in the DMV area, that wine tasting joint they be doing. Mm. I, listen, I came mm. to one and I ain't missed one since. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Tracy and Tony, you see me every, you see me there every time. Every, and, and, and thank you for mentioning that. Thank you for mentioning that because we have one coming up um, first first Wednesday of. May May, of May, May 4th, May 4th. First Wednesday of May 4th. Ralph, just hit up Ralph for the day. I got my tickets, I got my tickets already. What's, what's the album, Ralph? What's the album? It's Kanye. It's Kanye Graduation. Kanye Graduation. Doing yo, man. Graduation. Uh, and, 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 and I'm kind of mad, yo. I'm, I'm kind of mad because like during the pandemic, when they were doing like the virtual, I got to participate. I'm not in the area, man, but yes, I, it was dope. It was it's a dope, vibe, in person. In person, it's a vibe. It's a I vibe. I got the email and I got. I literally jumped oh out of my chair because I was like, "Oh my god, this is something I can attend." And then I'm like, "Go oh, to the DMV." I sat right back <laughs> down. And I, <laughs> I have to preach in the Ronald Reagan for that one. And Alabi's gonna come over to Canada West Coast. Like, what is happening? <laughs> uh, yeah, but thank you for mentioning that, bro. Thank you for mentioning. Absolutely. Gee. 
Shout out to Juan Romero. Thank you. Uh, JR, where can they get at you? The R&B reps, catch that, yeah. all of it. Yeah, all right, uh, R&B reps, our web. Yes, okay, the website, R&B reps, where you can get shirts like this, rnbreps.com. Uh, look, I already told Elise already on the text, so I just need y'all size. But um, yeah, but everybody else, y'all go to the website and <laughs> get that. Um, we got um, uh, when this comes out, uh, I'll catch that minis. We got um, we talked about uh, uh, Monifa's lay with you and Tony Braxton seven whole days with uh, uh, Victor and uh, Danya. And our next big catch that is we are talking to Zoe and we're talking about Faith's debut. Oh, yeah. oh that's nice. crazy. Nice. Yes. That's oh crazy. my god. That like literally that episode or we hey, go there, let man. Me know like, you do that one. So I'm, I'm watching that one. Oh yeah, happened. Zoe, like Zoe, this is Zoe's episode. Like it was like we just sitting there like, damn, okay. But yeah, so those are the next two episodes coming up. Y'all can follow us on the RB Reps uh, representatives on Twitter, RB Reps on, uh, no, RB Reps on Twitter, uh, RB representatives on Instagram, JR's um, World of Soul on Instagram and Twitter. And again, it's the RB Reps.com for merch, our website, all that good stuff. You get everything from there. I, I'm on Twitter at Shershayla Porsche and Kill isn't here, but follow Kill because that's where all the Apartment 5B stuff is at Kill889 and it's willmakebeatsforfood.com for all Apartment 5B episodes and we do do Twitter yes. spaces um, on Tuesday nights now. Um, so yeah, I have to see if there will be one this week, but um, yes, typically there is Twitter spaces every Tuesday at 6.15 Pacific Standard Time, 9.15 Eastern Standard Time. Thank you guys so much. Um, great show. Thank you. Peace, man. See you guys next time. Peace.